Hello, AfterBuzz TV fans. I'm here at RTX with Joe Nicolosi. How are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. This is day three. I'm not tired at all. <laughs> no one's tired and no one's voices are shot nope. and everything is great. Exactly. So you've taken over writing Red vs. Blue for season 15 after writing a single episode for season 14. How does writing a single episode and an entire season differ? Uh, well, they differ a lot, uh, mainly because the episode is... 14 pages long and a season is 314 pages long um, but uh, you know I've I've written feature-length films before and I basically took all of my lessons from all my failed features and turned them into this season so I decided to break things up into a five-act movie structure so basically if you look at the season in terms of its act breaks it basically boils down to like you know a 45 minute episode an act break a 30 minute episode an act break so basically take this really really big mountain and cut it down into sizable chunks and then tackle each one one step at a time okay and what were your inspirations for the story this season um i uh, very early in the process was working alongside Miles uh, to try and figure out what was going to be next for Red versus Blue. Uh, we had a lot of meetings every day for a couple of weeks where we'd have whiteboards full of like these characters still alive, this is what we did this time, this is what we did this time, and I uh, was still sort of seeking out one bit of inspiration that would help form the season and um, I have this grail diary that I keep and I write down every lesson I ever learn about film in it uh, and so it's this really old book that I have and I was reading through that and I found um, a quote from Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark when Belloc says I am but a shadowy version of you it would take but a nudge to push you to make you like me to push you from the light and I thought okay cool who are the shadowy versions of the reds and blues nice and what made them fall from the light and what can our characters learn from these shadowy versions of themselves so it was really that Indiana Jones Raiders of the Lost Ark slash you know uh, evil Spock evil Kirk mirror mirror episode of Star Trek uh, for a long time my desktop background was evil Spock and evil Kirk because it was like that's the mindset I have to be in you know I need to see that gold lame vest every yeah. morning <laughs> exactly so speaking of shadowy versions, let's talk a little bit about Temple, mm -hmm. because we haven't had a villain this off-the-wall cartoony since O'Malley. It's been a while. Um, what were your inspirations for him? What goes into writing him? Just tell me more about Temple. Sure. Well, sort of also in the beginning of the process, I was thinking about what this season's villain is going to be like. And a lot of red versus blue villains have been either smart or strong. And I was like, what if we had a villain that was neither? Uh, and so our characters are idiots, so what if their villain was an idiot, you know? And so basically Temple sort of came from that idea. Uh, I love uh, the movie Hot Fuzz. I love villains that are very conscious of the fact that they're villains. So like Timothy Dalton in that movie is reveling in his evilness, and I wanted a character who was sort of the same way. Uh, and if you notice, there's an episode where um, they're going on Temple's computer, and you see like a little window into his... The Bing searches. Yeah, the Bing searches for Shakespearean monologues and metaphors and all of this stuff. Evil lair setup. Yeah, he is trying so hard to be a villain, and mostly failing, like our heroes mostly fail most of the time. I wouldn't categorize it as mostly failing, That's because true. he has a dozen dead freelancers <laughs> in a murder fridge in the basement. Yeah. I personally did a lot of screaming when that happened. <laughs> Megan was very happy because she loves horror movies. I did a lot of, uh, I did a lot of <laughs> just when I was working on it. I'm like, oh, they're going to love this. <laughs> I've been going crazy for the past five episodes. I <laughs> so how do we get a megalomaniacal cartoon villain 
with one of the darkest horror movie plots we've seen in Red versus Blue. Like, how has he had that high of a success rate over freelancers, essentially? He has been doing it for a long time. Uh, and I think that just like our heroes sometimes fall upwards to save the day, he has fallen downwards to succeed in being a villain. It also wouldn't be a very good story if he tried to capture the first one and they killed him. That would... That would have been a pretty lame ending to his narrative. So yeah, I think just like our heroes can succeed against the odds and 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 roll a uh, roll a d20 and hit that critical hit every now and then, he does the same thing by constantly sort of crit failing or succeeding, depending on your perspective. I'm blabbering. Neutral evil crit uh, crit success. Exactly. I'm I'm with you. I got the, yeah. <laughs> I'm still stuck on the murder fridge, not going to lie. Um, we had, was it Illinois? I'm the freelancer with He's the drinks. Illinois. Illinois. Yep. Was he offering him a drink when he died? Or was he ready to fight? Uh, no. Fandom, fandom is wondering. Uh, Agent Illinois was mid-story about a horrible storm he had sailed through and was probably drinking at the time of his frozen. I think the scene was like, Illinois wouldn't shut up. Temple trying to, kept trying to monologue, and Illinois is having too good a time. And then finally, he's just like, "Fine, whatever," and froze him. After Buzz TV exclusive, yeah. the last moments of Agent Illinois. Very sad character. Agent Illinois is vaguely based on my dad, so oh, no. <laughs> it's especially horrible for me personally. Hi, Dad. I named a character after you. Oh, what's he like? Well, he was actually originally supposed to wear a pink uh, sailor's hat, oh a pink God, Mount Gay yes. hat. Uh, but I was like, it's going to take some animator like a day to add the textures to this thing. And it's just not as good for the two sailors who actually watch the show. They'll be like, that's cool. But for everyone else, they're like, why is he wearing a pink hat? Obviously, Halo 5 needs to add a helmet with a pink hat. So exactly. that makes your life easier. His helmet is a whale, which is cool. <laughs> that's true. Um Speaking of fun characters, speaking of fan favorite characters, Locus is back. Mm -hmm. And the panel went insane yeah, when you showed that sweet. episode. Like, there was, oh my God, there was so much screaming. Why did you bring him back? Um, you know, I wouldn't have brought him back if I uh, hadn't had in my head what is a really cool new perspective for his character. Um, you know, I think that uh, Miles handed me the keys to Red vs. Blue and said, really do whatever you want and um i think that he started something at the end of season 13 with Locus, and i don't want to continue that story forever but i want to add a little footnote to that chapter so in your mind what has Locus been up to between the last time we saw him on chorus and picking up lopez's head in the middle of space oh several things he's been really busy um uh, one of the things I kind of wanted to vaguely infer is that when Locus gets the sword, it sort of started a bit of a quest, like in a video game, and he has gotten a lot farther on the quest than Tucker has. Like, Tucker found his sword and, like, just, just left it at that, but, like, Locus completed the next levels, and that's why he has the ship and other things that I almost spoiled. But, uh... Things, guys, <laughs> things! There is also a bit of, you know, my um, my inspiration for his direction is, uh, is, is a lot like uh, Clint Eastwood in Unforgiven, you know what I mean? Sort of like bad turned good, then maybe question mark, who knows? Very quiet and, and holding his cards close to his chest. But there are, um, there are layers to his, uh, his backstory and his time since chorus, things that I want to slowly 
reveal over time and not talk about too, too much. Okay. So he stopped taking levels in Assassin and started taking levels in Paladin. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like level 30 and Tucker's like level 1. <laughs> well, Tucker's still taking levels in Lovable Rogue. It's true, he is. All right. Um, is there anything you wanted to include in this season that got left on the cutting room floor? Yeah, well, there was one episode I really wanted to do uh, right after episode five, which is the one where you catch up with everyone. I really wanted to do a Office-style episode where every character is being interviewed. Uh, yes. And it was like a lot of like looking at the camera and then like someone saying something and then, you know, seeing a reenactment of a scene. Uh, I had this whole documentary episode sort of like, I wrote it. I mean, it was it was a script originally, but there was too many things happening. So I broke it up into episode six and episode seven. So the original drafter that was fun, I had to throw away a lot of jokes I liked. I had to throw away this whole making a documentary thing. You know, there was a lot of like ground I cover just character perspective wise because I, I can have people directly talk to the camera. Uh, and I had to spread that out over the rest of the season, which is why random characters get random interviews throughout. So some of that stuff still made it in, but I would have loved to have done just like a straight up mockumentary office style, you know, uh, you know, Simmons randomly looks at the camera and says something funny, you know, that'd have been really fun. Given that looking at the camera like you're on the office is kind of a punchline. Yes, exactly. I would have loved to have done that. All right. Um, have you seen any of the fan reactions to this season? Have they said or done anything in particular that you've enjoyed? Uh, yeah, uh, I read uh, every comment uh, oh my god oh friend yeah no it's 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 not it's not something i should do uh sometimes i try to avoid it uh there was a subreddit thread uh gripes with season 15 oh no just and don't, uh, just i was like i'm not gonna click it i'm not gonna click it and and then i started playing video games with my friend alex leonard who works in the office and i told him that and he was like oh okay really and so as we were playing oh, this no. game he was just read all the comments out loud oh. And, uh, yeah, you know, I take everything with a grain of salt, the good comments, the bad comments, but for every 200 good comments I read, they wash off me like rain and the bad ones kind of stick and they're like splinters. I could probably, I could probably speak out loud bad comments cause I have them all memorized, oh, no. but it's good. It helps keep my ego under control, which is, which is an important part of the creative process, not to get too big ahead. Well, and that also means you've got 200 good comments to go on. So yeah, people are I, enjoying it. I don't, I don't believe the good ones. I think they're all, you know. They're really just being nice. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> and I'm saying this face to face with you, so you can't just be like, it was a comment on the internet. I'm a human being, yeah. and I like the show. The uh, I will say the, the reaction to episode 15 at the panel, uh, that would have been hard to fake. Uh, it was very positive, and I think... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let that one soak in a little bit, I think. Oh, absolutely. And people have been clamoring to see Locus again because he's still around. So mm -hmm. I think you gave people exactly what they wanted there. I would hope so, yeah. All right. Is there anything you'd like to say to the fans? Um, we are doing 21 episodes this season. All right. Uh, which means we just released episode 15. That means we have six more. Um, the whole season's written at this point. We're recording the last of the voices. We're finishing up the Machinima animation. Uh, the story of um, Blue versus Red will be concluded at the end of this 21st episode. Uh, and then whatever we do next time will be a whole new adventure that is potentially wildly different. Do you plan to stay on with the series after season 15 or do you have other projects that you're looking forward to? 
Well, um, you know, I started working on this season back in October, and I have been very nervous, uh, very anxious, uh, not sleeping for months and months and months Whoa. throughout the writing and, and directing process. And then the show started coming out, and I'm like, actually, this is kind of fun, too. Uh, so I really want to do another season just so that I can enjoy it and not be a nervous wreck the whole time thinking, oh, God, people are going to hate me. Um, so I really want to do another season because I feel like I want to, I want to like take a, uh, I want to dance my way through the next one and have a little bit more fun with it. That makes no sense. <laughs> uh, sophomore year, fewer nerves, knowing what you're doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. A little strut in my step or something. Okay, sounds like fun. Well, I have to do this. Do you have anything to say to fans of Wash and Carolina? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oops. <laughs> yeah, no, I regret no. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, no regrets. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, it's been a blast. Yeah, it's been fun. Enjoy the rest of the con. I Thanks will. for watching. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>